Imposter Syndrome. Brought to you by Assemble You. It's time to work on you. So sit back and listen to practical, actionable advice to accelerate your progress. Today we are looking at imposter syndrome. If you've not heard of imposter syndrome before, it's the devil on your shoulder that tells you you are not good enough, that you don't belong, that you don't have the skills for the work you are doing, that you are not good looking enough for your partner. That nasty voice inside your head is exactly that, just a voice inside your head. It's not a true reflection of reality. This track is aimed at anyone who struggles with imposter syndrome. We're going to talk about how common imposterism is, some of the reasons behind it, and how we can more accurately judge our self-worth. This track is also perfect for a manager or colleague looking for techniques to support a person with imposter syndrome at work. Let's get going. First, I want you to think of the five people whom you most admire in the world. Maybe they're an old boss, a parent, a friend. Think about how incredible those people are. What is it that characterises them? Their ability to empathise? Their loyalty? Their prodigious talent? What do they share? Statistically speaking, one feeling that four of the five would share is perceived fraudulence. That they haven't earned everything they have. That's right. Up to 82% of people face feelings of imposter syndrome. Yet we often think we're alone in doubting ourselves because nobody else voices their own doubts is an effect called pluralistic ignorance. Over the next few minutes, we're going to talk about the irony of imposterism. We're going to also discuss what you can do to be more confident not knowing everything, and how you might help others. As Charles Darwin wrote in his book, The Descent of Man, ignorance more frequently begets confidence than does knowledge. This phenomenon is so well recognised that it has a name. The Dunning-Kruger effect. The Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias stating that people with low ability at a task overestimate their own ability and that people with high ability at a task underestimate their own ability. It's worth keeping this in mind the next time you wonder why so many others seem more confident than you are. Confidence doesn't necessarily positively correlate with ability. Albert Einstein famously called himself an involuntary swindler. Sheryl Sandberg, Facebook COO, billionaire and philanthropist, admitted in her book Lean In that every time she excelled at work, she felt that she had managed to fool everyone yet again, and one day she would be caught. Tom Hanks has said, no matter what we've done, there comes a point where you think, how did I get here? When are they going to discover that I am in fact a fraud and take everything away from me? But hey, your feelings of inadequacy are actually valid, unlike theirs, right? You just really don't know anything, right? No! It's natural to recognise that we could know more or that we could have more experience, but it isn't necessarily logical to worry about that because that will always be true of every person in every job. It doesn't just apply to you. There's always more to learn and that should be what makes a job engaging. But it doesn't mean your achievements up to now are worth any less. Quite the opposite. So far, we've discussed what imposter syndrome is and highlighted the cute irony that it's actually most prevalent among high achievers who know the most. But what we haven't discussed are the best ways to deal with imposterism. 
People with feelings of imposterism, and those who manage them, will know that performance-related praise often fails to ease that anxiety. Instead, a more open conversation about imposterism may be required. The most effective tactic for a manager is to show a little vulnerability, to admit they feel or have felt similar feelings. After all, there's a seriously good chance that is the case. But this shouldn't be something for just managers and reports. Having honest conversations with peers can be a great help. Opening up to peers and family members about these insecurities is comfortably the most effective way to help ourselves. Recognising we aren't isolated and alone can be a huge relief. Another way to combat imposterism is to embrace being in the midst of learning curves. Non-imposters don't expect to start a new job and be able to do everything perfectly. Your manager will expect a certain amount of mistakes because it's okay to make mistakes. Richard Branson once said, you don't learn to walk by following rules, you learn by doing and by falling over. It's also okay to ask for help. Barack Obama says, asking for help isn't a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength. It shows you have the courage to admit when you don't know something and to learn something new. These are some of history's most successful leaders. So question, does your imposter self, the devil on your shoulder, know more about what it takes to be great than these people? Embrace learning and turn inevitable mistakes into great opportunities. Our final strategy is to reframe imposterism. No, we're not saying accept it, but think about what it says about you. You're challenging yourself. You're trying to grow as a person and for that you should be praising yourself. Once we become aware of toxic self-doubt and imposterism, as well as why we feel it and how commonly felt it is by others, it becomes much easier to manage. We can revisit positive feedback and remind ourselves that learning is part of growing. If we can do a job with our eyes closed, we're likely stagnating. Or we can remind ourselves of the five people whom we admire most and remember that they likely have exactly the same thoughts as we do. Just like Albert Einstein, Tom Hanks, Shower Sundberg, you get the point. If you're struggling with any feelings talked about today, we encourage you to speak to at least one person in your network and see how it makes you feel. Remember, this is probably going to be as useful for them as it is for you. If there's one thing to take from today, it should be this. If you want to stop feeling like an imposter, you have to stop thinking like one. Those are the words of Valerie Young, widely recognised as the leading expert on imposter syndrome. Stop accepting the negative thoughts your imposter self is creating as facts. They're not. Embrace learning curves. Celebrate growth. That's all for now. Have a great day.